Want to hear some inside scoop? If your kids are as ready to go back to school as mine are, you gotta check out Kohl's. I got my daughters the cutest sew tops for under 18 bucks, Jansport backpacks for 25% off, and 30% off Levi's jeans for me. I even saved an extra 15% and picked up Kohl's cash. So, yeah, not sure who's more excited right now, me or the girls. Select styles. 15% off ends August 15th. Levi's coupons do not apply. Some exclusions apply. See store calls account for details. Switching to Geico is a good idea, especially when you consider everything. First off, Geico makes it easy to switch. They have licensed agents available 24-7 online or over the phone. But if it's so easy, you might start thinking everything is easy, even big wave surfing. And it's not. It's actually quite difficult. Well, if you switch to Geico, you could save hundreds on car insurance. And you could keep saving by bundling your motorcycle, boat, and RV, plus your home or renter's insurance. But saving money might lead you to make some questionable purchases, like a 20-foot feather boa. And do you know how hard it is to clean a 20-foot feather boa? Well, they do have an industry-leading mobile app you can use to pay your bill, file and manage a claim, or add a new driver. But when life gets a little easier, it makes you too confident. And you start calling everyone ace. And you're better than that. Well, Geico has a 97% customer satisfaction rating and has been saving people money for 85 years. It's hard to beat that. But you're right. Switch to Geico. It's obviously a good idea. What was that? Look, I brought you on for this 100th episode so things could go smooth. And you you give me this? I told you nothing over the top. All right. No, okay, look. I know you're sorry. But look, do you have another intro at least? Oh, you, oh, you do? Okay. All right. Go ahead and play it. highways of america here's the podcast where we talk politics a little entertainment some culture and this and that from the road to your ears this is trend chat with your host brian bledsoe and welcome we are finally here this is the hundredth episode of trend chat i'm your host brian bledsoe and as always, if you want to connect with us, whether on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, it's all the same name, Trend Chat 24-7. So, first off, I just want to say I appreciate everyone that has been listening since day one, episode one. And if you, you know, maybe listen only once, but I appreciate everyone that has been on this ride with me, hearing these growing pains, kind of like this intro <laughs> and the intro in the beginning. But, hey, you know... We're still trying to work the kinks out, I guess. But um, and, and also, this intro is a whole lot better, right? So that's who we're going to speak with, with the person who contributed to that intro. Also, I wanted to say, as well as, you know, thank you to everyone that's been listening and that has been on. I just want to keep saying that. I know I've already repeated it. Look, I, I'm shocked, surprised, really, personally that we're at a hundred. So I never thought I'd be doing one, but I'm going to say that 
in these interviews. I'm not going to keep saying that, but I, I really am. I never thought I'd be doing a podcast, but yet here we are talking about <laughs> we were all at 100. So <laughs> I didn't think, you know, and as you can hear, I'm flabbergasted <laughs> about it. But I appreciate everyone listening. I, and, I, and I just can't thank you enough. And given the fact that we weren't on last last week and I'm pretty sure a lot of people notice all the memes and the countdown of the top 10 most played episodes and, you know, just see, just seeing how, how many episodes we had and then just looking at, you know, the ones that was played the most. And that was, that was pretty cool. little countdown as far as looking at the numbers and that, that was great. So, but like I said, we are trend chat and we do want to hit on a couple of things that happened last week, especially. And first, one thing was about this whole deal with Roseanne. And, Hello? And, oh, Hello? Oh, hey, 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 this is executive producer of Trent Chat. Hey, man, how you doing? I'm good. Yeah. Now, hey, only got a little bit of time. Just want to say congratulations on that 100th episode. Hey, hey, I appreciate it. You know, I just said, hey, I'm I'm surprised that we're here, you know. And, you, you know, know, we're just as surprised as you are. <laughs> you have no clue how surprised we are. But, hey, you keep it up, buddy, and by 200 episodes, who knows? You might even get paid. How's that sound? Yeah. Oh, oh hey, I love that. Hey, hey, since I got you on, yeah, I just want to. Hey, you know, I got to go. Real busy over here at Trench Chat. Got to go book some more guests, book some travel, make some more shirts, check some emails, write some emails, make some calls, edit some sound, you know. Some of the things other than yapping into a microphone for four to five minutes, but <laughs> you know you're doing a great job, and we'll see you at two hundred. Yeah, right. Uh, okay, um, but hey, since I got you on, I just want to ask, hey, would you want to do that interview? I guess one day, but uh, okay. Well, that was the executive producer of Trend Chat. <laughs> uh, we said we we're going to get him on, right? And there, there he was. So. Might not never get him back on, but hey, there he was. But uh, where where was I? Where, where was I? Uh, oh yeah, tr- yeah, Roseanne. Okay, so yeah, um, so Roseanne got her show canceled, which I'm, I guess I can just go through all this pretty quickly. But one, I didn't expect. I don't think anyone should have expected it to be on for years to come. But so she had a tweet basically calling Valerie Jarrett, who was a senior advisor to the Obama administration, called her eight in the same day her show was canceled. And it's funny in that whole story, the double standard was shown immediately that day and the day afterwards. And on Jimmy Kimmel that later that night, he basically did the same thing Roseanne did and calling Ted Cruz uh, an animal. And he did this, you know, white man calling a minority an animal did the exact same thing. And there was no outcry about that. Didn't hear nothing about that. Really? It, not nearly to the, to the point of how much they talked about Roseanne, but yet, you know, he, I don't think he even apologized, but I think they did. They're going to do like a, you know, a one-on-one basketball game out of it. So, and then Samantha B went along and, called Ivanka Trump, you know, a very vulgar term. And that got a little outrage, a little bit of backlash, and so, but she apologized. But Jimmy Kimmel 
Samantha B still have that show. So it really just highlighted the double standard, you know, like immediately. But now, well, another thing was, well, I was just, <laughs> I kind of paused. I'll think about the next thing because, um, I'm looking at it. <laughs> President Trump met with Kim Kardashian <laughs> and, um, about prison reform. And I remember everyone was kind of like, wondering what she had to do with prison reform and kind of mocking it. And she was, she was there on behalf of Alice Johnson, who was in, um, in prison and trying to see about getting her, her pardon or getting her sentence commuted or, or, or whatnot. And, you know, like I guess it was because now she is, uh, had a sentence commuted and she was pardoned. So I, I guess that was a win. It, it, it actually worked. And, you know, I could talk about later on sometime on other, on future episodes about, you know, liberals probably could get more out of President Trump if they just really, if they really calmed down and really thought about meeting with them, whether good or bad. But, you know, I, I you know, I'm not going to talk about that on right now because we've got a lot um, ahead. Also, President Trump disinvited the the players from um, the Philadelphia Eagles. And because mainly because a few of them was going to show up. And so he disinvited them from coming to the white house and NBA finals are going on. It looks like, it looks like the um, golden state warriors are going to win. And they, then LeBron James, basically well, he came out and said, well, everyone already knew that neither one of them want to go to the white house either. When hearing about the whole thing with the Eagles, you know, we knew that golden state didn't go last year. We all know, you know, LeBron hates Trump, so they weren't going to go. But they felt like, especially LeBron, felt like he had to get up and make that known to everyone who, you know, news that everyone already knows. So yeah, but that's it. That is basically all I can going to bring up because we really have to, you know, get what our interviews and wanted to give them all the time needed. So first, we're going to talk with the person who contributed contributed to the intro, um, Hillary Kennedy. And here we go. Hello, and this is Trent Chat, and this is the 100th episode, and you just heard something a little different to the intro. We definitely wanted to bring on someone who contributed to that and wanted to have her to be the first one to talk about being on and doing the intro and how she did it and, and some other things as well. So we're bringing back a returning guest. She is the jovial, the effervescent, and glowing for reasons we'll mention later. Hillary Kennedy with us. How you doing? <laughs> I am doing great, Ryan. I am very happy to be back on Trend Chat. So, first off, thank you so much for doing the intro. When I asked you about it, I didn't. I saw that you did voiceover work, and I was like, okay, well, let me, I guess I should ask her if she wouldn't mind doing a little something, you know, uh, for the podcast. And you said yes. And first off, you know, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. I, it was an honor for me. I I love it, and I I set up a little home studio, um, a little recording studio, so I could do voiceovers from home. So anytime I get to do a job in my sweatpants, I am all about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that sounds very convenient, and, and yeah, it, I you know it'd be kind of kind of cool to do something like that. So, now, well, I'm guessing it wasn't like. <laughs> a lot of behind the scenes as far as how that worked. I mean, like, like you say, you kind of just go in the studio and just 
do a couple lines. And I am for you being a professional as opposed to as opposed to me, because uh, I guess I kind of give a little story that I, I don't know if I mentioned this before, but um, on uh, Atlas Shrug Part Three, there was a scene where people uh, said the words, "Who is John Gall? I am John Gall," and I, I'm I'm part of that scene. And so, for me to be part of that scene, I had to film myself saying those, you know, just those few words, and and submit it in. And I was one of the people chosen for that scene. And I tell you, it took me. There are like a hundred takes of me saying those couple of words, and it took me almost an <laughs> hour and a half to say that. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's funny when you hear your own voice when you're reading lines, and you think, "Do I really sound like that?" <laughs> and then you think, "I'm gonna just keep doing it and keep doing it and keep doing it." But after a while, especially after doing voiceovers um, this long, I've learned that. I'm too lazy to want to do 50 takes of anything, so <laughs> but I try and I try and get it done in, in five tries or less. And if it's if it's something short and easy, uh, and, and also something I'm really excited about, like trim sets, you know, it, it's a fun job. There are some other voiceover jobs that are like medical jargon or you know stuff about tires that aren't quite as exciting to record. So this was a lot more fun. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine just talking about. I guess when you talk about like medical, so they like talking about medical devices or, med, or like medication or something like that. Yes. So also okay. So you so you've done voiceover work, doing where you go over the symptoms and everything, like that. Oh yeah, I've done <laughs> um, I've done voiceovers for training for truck drivers, for uh, tire companies, for um, uh, architectural firms talking about their new designs. I mean, you name it. I've, I've probably read something about it. <laughs> I'm just thinking about just doing the one for, you know, like medication when you're going down that list of things that, you know, uh, symptoms include, um, you know, intestinal bleeding <laughs> and stuff like that. I'm like, I can just imagine you reading that like, yeah. ugh. It's true. The list of side effects is always 10 times longer than the benefits. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One thing you mentioned as far as, you know, doing voiceovers, another thing I do want to mention is something that happened a couple of, I guess a couple of weeks ago, and I was in a hotel room just getting ready to check out, and I I hear a familiar voice, you know, in the background, and I turn around, and look, I see your face on TV, and I'm like, is that Hillary? And I, and um, and so it was for a for an app, and so actually I want you to I guess give them here's a free commercial for them, and just kind of tell us about that. Yeah, it's called the Tackle app, T-A-K-L, um, and it's an app that people can use to find someone in their area that does, you know, small household chores, like you need someone to do some landscaping, or maybe you need some minor home repairs, you need a room painted, or whatever it is. Uh, they've got all of these background check providers that do those services in your area so that you can hire someone without having to constantly you know, ask friends for a referral or, you know, go on Craigslist and look for someone who can do it or, you know, because there's a lot of random things that you need done around your house that you don't know how to do. It's not like a a regular plumbing situation or a regular, you know, drywall thing that needs to be patched. Sometimes you have the most random things happen at your house and you think, I don't know anybody who does this. So the commercial is for an app where you can, you know, find someone to do those things. Or, you know, if you need somebody to do, like, some, some housekeeping or whatever it is, 
you can find someone on there that's been background checked, so you know you're hiring someone safe, you know, and skilled that you're bringing into your home. So it's been pretty funny because it's a, it's a national commercial, so I've had friends that live all over the country that were like, I'm pretty sure I just saw you in a commercial for an app. <laughs> and I'll be like, yep, that's me. So it's uh, it, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, it was it was kind of fun to guy like as soon as I saw it, I tweeted about it and I was like, "Hold on." I do like I saw it really quickly and I didn't see the whole commercial. I just turned around I'm like maybe that wasn't her. I like <laughs> so I texted you afterwards. I'm like I kind of did this backwards. I should have texted you first before I tweeted, but <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's it's always it's always fun when you get to do a national commercial because, you know, people you haven't seen in a really long time if they live in other states or people you haven't talked to in forever you know, we'll get in touch with you and be like, hey. So I always tell those people, yeah, it's just me stalking you, <laughs> showing up on your TV randomly in, in Vermont or Maine or wherever. So it's kind of funny. Hello, this is Brian Bledsoe, host of Trend Chat, also contributor at Politichicks.com, here to tell you about the new book called Politichicks, A Clearing Call to Political Activism, with over 300 pages from contributors like myself, talking about topics such as education, social issues, healthcare, the Second Amendment, and of course, activism. I encourage you all to check it out at Politichicks.com, and is also available at Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Now... I know another thing that we talked about last time you was on was something that it's funny. After we talked, I actually became more of a fan myself, which is the UFC. And and so UFC um, 225 is coming up. And I guess we want to just talk a little bit about that because, I mean, at this time, it's probably about a week or so from now. And so, and actually it's funny because, uh, 225 is going to be on my birthday, so I guess that's a birthday gift for me <laughs> is to watch this oh, pay per view. Awesome. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's, that's a great gift to give to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> now, if I'm mistaken, your favorite fighter is Connor McGregor. I I do love Connor McGregor. Now, I know he's been going through a bit of a PR nightmare <laughs> recently because he <laughs> got himself into some trouble. Now, I don't know how much of that was true anger and how much of it is a PR stunt because he's got the money to fight the legal battles. All it did was raise his profile and put his name back in the news because he, he hasn't fought in the octagon since uh, 2016. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's certainly a way to keep his name in the news. Um, and I guess he's going back to court in June um, to kind of explain his actions and, and what happened with that incident in New York. Um, and then Dana White, the president of UFC, he said that, you know, whether or not Connor comes back um, and fights in the UFC will all kind of hinge on whether or not um, or the punishment that McGregor gets for his latest misdemeanor. So we'll kind of see what ends up happening there. But I hope that he does come back because people are saying that Connor really does want to get back in the octagon and fight again. So I would love to see him back in there. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I have no idea, and I wouldn't be surprised if it was just a big publicity stunt. It wouldn't. I mean, it was a. It would be perfect, actually, what they did and how they did it. Um, it made it look so real if that was the case. So right. Well, now, it, I mean, it made international news. I think people actually did get hurt. I mean, I do think that it maybe went a little further than than what Connor expected it to. Yeah, do, but just got out of hand a little bit. Surprised. Yeah, it would surprise me if this had some sort of PR stunt behind it. But either way, 
I'm still a big fan of Conor McGregor. <laughs> well, maybe they might um, have some sort of announcement during this pay-per-view because, I, I mean, I'm looking at the card as well as of right now. That's one thing I have learned real quickly that <laughs> these UFC cards change a lot. Um, um, even on the day of, I've, I've noticed. But uh, as I look at it, I mean, we got – I see Holly Holm is going to – is coming back after that after that fight with Chris Cyborg. She's um she's fighting Megan Anderson. Um, and yes, so – so, I love Holly Holm. I think that she has more heart. So she's, she's lost her last two fights, but um, I think that she has more heart than a lot of the, the fighters out there. She's pretty amazing because um, she, let's see, she was the first one to win both, uh, to win like world titles in boxing and mixed martial arts, which I think mm-hmm. is really cool. I, I think she's the first one, both whether male or female, which was really cool. Um, and of course, because I am a woman of faith, I love that Holly Holm is a Christian and that she's really, um, she's really outspoken about her faith. She doesn't shy away at all from I'm saying that she's a you know a woman of God, so I think that's really cool. Yeah. Um, and then Megan Anderson, I didn't know much about. Uh, and the only thing I really knew about Megan Anderson was that she was supposed to fight Cyborg at one point uh, last year sometime, and then she pulled out of the fight like two days before, saying that she you know had personal issues that came up. So I I don't know much about her other than that, and that she I think she trained. Um, or served in the Australian Army. So, other than that, I don't know much about Megan, but I'm excited to see her fight Holly Holm. I just want to watch Holly Holm fight again, honestly. But it all—it seems like they're pretty evenly matched as far as their, um, you know, their their abilities. So I think it'll be a good one. Yeah, I mean, even on the UFC site, I mean, there's not much on a, I mean, not even a picture. It just, <laughs> it's just Holly Holm, and then there's like, right. you know, just her na- and Megan Anderson, and there's no pictures. And um, so, shadow, yeah, yeah, just a shadow, yeah, <laughs> the mysterious. <laughs> but um, and um, let yeah. me see. So oh, yeah, so like Rashad Evans, he's he's going to be on this card going against Anthony Smith. And so you know, if you watch on Fox Sports, you know he, that he's on the you know comment, commentary table there. And so he's going to be yeah. in the octagon. And um, now another name that I know a lot because of his wrestling. But I know that he's in the UFC now. CM Punk is going against uh, Mike Jackson, and so I don't know if you know much about CM Punk. I, like I said, I know about him because I'm, I'm a wrestling fan. So I've, I've been watching him for years in, in wrestling, and so I see he's going to be oh, on the card yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know very much about him either, so I'm going to be interested to see that. But some of those guys, you know, that have been wrestling for years and years and years, are really good. Um, you know, once they get people on the ground, they're so fascinating to watch. So that, that'll be a really cool fight. Um, I am a huge uh, Yola Romero fan, and so I'm excited to see him fight uh, Robert Whitaker. They're like the the kind of the title fight of the night, um, and I'm excited to see that because he, Yola uh, lost to Robert Whitaker the last time, and so it's going to be kind of a an angry rematch to see him come back and try and defeat him. So I think that's going to be. Well, a good one. I, well, I can tell you was excited. I was getting to it. I was about to. Get to it. But uh, the reason I was gonna mention, I was, well, I was just gonna mention that last. But I wanted to mention one other thing is because um, Alistair Overeem is actually is gonna be on this card as well, which I'm interested in seeing in particular because if anyone saw his fight against uh, Francis Ngannou, <laughs> I really want to see how he responds after that fight. So, 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, some of these people recover so quickly and come back so quickly. I'm always just like, holy cow, some of these guys are just incredible. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if, if you haven't seen it, just Google it. I mean, it's one of the most memorable knockouts you'll you'll ever see. Yep. <laughs> now it, it, it was unfortunate about what happened to Gano right after that because then his fight with um Stipe would just <laughs> took him to on a clinic basically. I mean, he, he yeah. couldn't get any offense. In. But you know, for me, it's not something. And I just kind of got on to UFC, so it just kind of shocked me. I'm pretty sure. People maybe been watching, you know, longer. Probably saw it coming, but I was like, "Wow!" He... <laughs> we were kind of expecting a little more out of it. Yeah, Stipe really is such a consistent fighter, and I feel like he continues to be a little um, underrated as far as the hype surrounding him. But um, people seem really pumped up about UFC 226 in July in yeah. Vegas because he's going to be fighting Daniel Cormier, who. I really like them both. I mean, I just think, and I've I've been watching some of the episodes um, of The Ultimate Fighter, and they're you know they're both coaching, and so I just, they they both seem like really nice people in real life. Um, so it's gonna and they and they come off like they're very good friends too. And so it's gonna be a cool fight to see Steve and, and Cormier fight in July. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm definitely can't wait to see. Um, yeah, so UFC 226. Yeah, so um. Yeah, I can't wait to see that. That's what they call like the super fight. So, because you have um, Daniel yep. Cormier going against Stipe, and then um, then you also have Max Holloway um, uh, going against. Oh man, I who is it? Max Holloway's going against who? I, I forgot. Oh, uh, Ortega, Ortega, Brian Ortega. Yep. Yeah. So um, so yeah, I'm yeah I'm looking forward to seeing that. Yeah, I looked at, at tickets and I thought, man, the expenses in Vegas. I thought, well, maybe I could get a cheap flight to Vegas to go see the fight. But I mean, the the tickets, like the nosebleed seats, were like a hundred and seventy dollars a piece already, and they're going really fast. So I think that's going to be a, just a sold out arena. I think everyone's going to go nuts that night. It's going to be what? a really good one. Well, well, you know, you know, I I I really want you to be extra careful now, because I, you know. You know, because right now, you know, I want to mention, if no one knows, congratulations on the baby. And you know, as far as uh, I don't want you to take any any risk going out to Las Vegas. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah, I am going to be having a baby in October, so I'm I'm really excited. It's my first one, so I know nothing about having a baby, <laughs> but uh, I'm I'm learning along the way as I go. So. You're right. I probably, if I if I even went to UFC 226, I would probably need to be sitting in the nosebleed seats to stay away from all the action. Yeah, you know, I have all the confidence in the world that you'll be a great mom, and you know, I'm pretty sure you're gonna have plenty of jokes, <laughs> and gonna have some <laughs> new jokes because <laughs> from from this. So, like I said again, congratulations on the baby. Also, thank you again for 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 the intro and also the other little parts that are going to be included in throughout the podcast as well so for all that i appreciate everything that you did and like i said i look forward to having you on again oh well thank you brian i love coming on the show and i just appreciate you always keeping me in mind and, and letting me talk usc and everything else with you so thanks for having me back and congratulations on the 100th episode thank you so much i didn't I had no clue we'll be here, but thank, but thank you. <laughs>
Hello, Trend Chat listeners. If you like the Founding Project's Civics Education video series, Civics for All Ages, and our Educational Meme series, we think you will love our new website. Join us at thefoundingproject.com and be a part of the civics movement. The Founding Project is a 501c3 education nonprofit. Please join us today. This is Trend Chat with your host, Brian Bledsoe. Hello, this is Trend Chat. You know, I, I couldn't think of anyone else to have on this 100th episode than my next guest because basically, if you're listening to this right now, he's the one to either thank or blame for, for having Trend Chat. And who I'm talking about? I am talking about Julio Rivera. He is the editorial director of Reactionary Times. He's featured on Newsmax and Washington Times and various other outlets. I, like I said, I definitely wanted to bring him on because basically he's the reason why you're even here in Trend Chat. So how you doing, Julio? Well, first of all, Brian, I got to tell you first, I, I thought you had something unique to offer the movement. And I always like, you know, your opinions watching you on social media and the way you get around. And I, and I know that you're really down for the cause. And you're a true activist. So I was very, very, um, you know, uh, happy to see you actually go into that direction. I didn't know necessarily that you were going to take the suggestion and do so. But, you know, you're doing fantastic. I'm very happy to see Trend Chat doing very well. And, um, you know, very happy that you invited me to be on. I, I don't know if you remember like, your first suggestion of it. Because you asked me, mm. was I thinking about doing a podcast, which – I said no because it was something in my mind at that time I thought required um, a whole lot of equipment and all that. And so, I didn't, yeah, I didn't think twice about it. But then you are the one who, you know, put me on to Spreaker and and how I'll be able to do it, you know, a lot more efficiently and being able to do it on the road because, you know, I'm a truck driver, so it's kind of – kind of hard i can't be in a mm-hmm. studio but so but i can mm-hmm. can't create a studio in my truck with this with this app so <laughs> exactly isn't it interesting that it's a lot easier to do a podcast from your truck than it is to use the bathroom <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i mean it just it was funny it was funny because after you um after you mentioned it to me because the thing about it i i did have an idea for doing something called and it was I already had like the logo and the name. I had Trend Chat already set in my mind because I already had a logo, but I didn't know what to do with it. Honestly, I didn't know if I was gonna do like a, a YouTube uh, thing or I didn't. I didn't know what I was gonna do. But then when you mentioned about the podcast, I'm like, okay, I can do this because I can, you know, I can use it on my phone or on my tablet or wherever. And so I was like, oh, okay, this is what I'm gonna use Trend Chat for. So, well, first I wanted to ask you about reactionary times and mm-hmm. so i mean how did it all come about i mean tell us all about it. okay well uh, basically i mean we're we're a news site um we have post a lot of editorials uh, we talk about the day's news um you know we we actually do a uh, reactionary times radio as well which i i'm one of the hosts um elio forcina new york city based attorney and conservative activist is also a host uh, as well as my friend uh, christian semper uh who's a, a rising young voice in the conservative movement um, he does a great job on uh, Reactionary Times Radio. 
as well. And um, we did launch last year Reactionary Times Television, which um, we ran through uh, and we're doing weekly episodes uh, for a period. But now we're actually recalibrating. Um, the site is being redone. Um, we should be debuting the new Reactionary Times site uh, in about mid-June as well as a new uh, show, Reactionary Times TV. It'll still be Reactionary Times TV, but we're going into a different format. Um, we are redoing the technical uh, stuff for the show so that we can actually produce the show more often and on a more regular basis. Our goal is by the end of the summer to be producing um, a one-hour show uh, on uh, from Monday through Friday. But we're going to start off in June with probably about two to three episodes a week, which will be streaming live on Facebook, Periscope, uh, YouTube, and I believe, um, I forgot what the other one is, but I feel like Rick Perry right now. I know three of them, but I can't think of the fourth oh. thing. But it's going to be on quite a few uh, quite a few outlets, so it will definitely be available uh, on social media and whatnot. All right, cool. Now, I don't know if you mentioned it. Like, How long has the Rationary Times been, been going on? Okay, well, we actually made our debut at CPAC uh, 2017. So last year was when we actually launched. So... You know, in the last year and a half, I think we've made about um, 300, uh, 300 about, I, I think we just crossed 300 total postings, um, whether they were like uh, news stories or editorials or whatnot. And, um, you know, we've done uh, a lot of episodes of Reactionary Times TV and Reactionary Times Radio. So we're only looking to expand and grow, um, you know, beyond those, those kind of numbers um, for 2018 and beyond. But we're definitely uh, going to be redoing. It's going to be a better quality in a more regularly uh, done television vehicle uh, alongside the radio platform. And, and then obviously um, we have some very good contributors that give us stories. Um, people like uh, uh, activist Cindy Gross. Uh, we've gotten a lot of stories from uh, David Weissman, my buddy Xander Gibb. Um, you know, there's been, there's a lot uh, more contributors uh, to a reactionary times other than just myself. Okay. And I know another thing I mentioned too, that, you know, you're featured you know, a lot on, on Newsmax as well. And um, where can they see you on there? Well, um, I, I regularly, um, you know, maybe like a couple every couple of weeks, I'll, I'll uh, guest host uh, Newsmax now uh, alongside um, with the regular host, um, which, uh, which is John Bachman or, um, you know, we, we they have different hosts at, at times as well. They have several anchors over there at Newsmax. Um, but I do, uh, I've been regularly featured on the Brent Winterbull show as well as America Talks Live with Miranda Khan. And I do have a, a blog on Newsmax. Or a, you know, I, I, They're basically my editorial home, in a sense. I write more for Newsmax than I do for everyone else. Um, but the Austere Constructionist blog, which is uh, regularly updated on Newsmax.com, uh, everybody should go ahead and check out. We got a lot of uh, interesting stuff on there, depending on, you know, where the political tides are, you know, uh, shifting. Okay. Now, uh, well, kind of go back a little bit about um, Reactionary Times. I know one thing I've, I remember seeing from you um, is about, I guess, having problems with Facebook, like you know many of us have. <laughs> um, but what what in particular happened uh, with Reactionary Times with Facebook? Well, I mean, um, they started uh, marking independently. I mean, it wasn't even an issue necessarily of anybody reporting our posts, but they just uh, independently decided to start classifying our posts, um, whether they were news articles, whether they were memes, or just general commentary as spam. And um, they've led uh, to, you know, our inability to post at times or the inability to be able to share the posts in different groups. 
Um, you know, Facebook, let's face it, let's call it for what it is. They're slanted against conservatives. It's happened to Steven Crowder. It's happened to Diamond Silk. And it's happened to Reactionary Times and many others. I mean, I'm sure that a lot of the people in the circles that, you know, you communicate with that are within the movement, this is a common thing where people, you know, they'll get what they call Facebook jail. You know, you get a 30-day, a 60-day sentence, a one-week sentence. But one way or the other, that's kind of Facebook's way of saying, you know, you got to chill it out with the conservative stuff because we don't like it. Yeah, I think I've I've done I've done 30 days, and I think I've done a week as well. <laughs> so, so yeah, I, I've been there as well. So, now have you heard about? Uh, well, I guess Facebook is trying to save face in a way, and trying and trying to bring in groups to maybe to I guess to see about their their perceived bias. Um, now I don't know if you if you know about this about with um like the I think Heritage Foundation and others are um are coming in to to look over Facebook? Um, no, but I think it's a good idea. I mean, I think it should be, you know, across the board, uh, even and equal. I mean, they should really only be looking for lewd content, you know, lewd, explicit, you know, pornographic, um, you know, just they basically just that type of content should be eliminated from Facebook. Because, you know, I mean, according to the terms and conditions, I think you know, the minimum age for Facebook is like 13 or 14. So if you are going to have children on Facebook, yes, there should be some semblance of uh, censoring, you know, for lewd content. But I don't think that's applicable for, you know, political commentary. You know, I mean, it, it, you know, political commentary should be allowed. I wouldn't want them to remove, you know, pro-communist or pro-socialist stuff from Facebook because people have a right to their own, you know, opinions. If they want to, if they, they, I obviously don't agree with it, but, you know, if people want to post things to that effect, I don't think it should necessarily be outlawed or, you know, censored. But, um, you know, I mean, hopefully they'll move into that direction. I think that the people are speaking now, and I think that Facebook is kind of on its back foot and a little bit defensive here uh, based on, you know, Zuckerberg being called into Congress and, you know, all the controversy surrounding the way the Diamond and Silk were treated. You know, uh, Ted Cruz had asked, um, Zuckerberg directly about the diamond and silk issue, which he kind of tiptoed uh, around the question, uh, stating that he didn't really have, um, you know, direct knowledge of how it was handled. But it's one of those things, you know. I uh, people will move on. I think the free market will make its own solution eventually. I think somebody will come out, you know, and and the great equalizer will be a social media site that, um, you know, it not doesn't necessarily cater to conservatives, but doesn't look to censor conservatives. Yeah, I know one in particular, this one called MeWe, I've been hearing a lot about. Um, that's It seems like it's on the rise as far as um, being an alternative. Um, and, and I heard of others as well. So I, I just want to say, you know, again, just thank you for the suggestion of even doing this. Because like I said in the beginning, if you're listening to this right now, you know, you're the one to thank. And, or to blame, you know, I'm pretty sure there might be some people that don't, that don't want to hear me. Like, hey, oh, oh, it was your idea. You're the one that planted the seed. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, if I start getting hate mail, I'll start forwarding it to you, Brian. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. You know what? That, 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 hey, it's just fine. You know, and I'll, but we'll still be here. And when it comes 200, and then we can just go over all that hate mail. <laughs> this is Dana Lash, and you're listening to Trend Chat. Yep, and thanks to Julio Rivera. Um, had to kind of cut that a little bit short, but um, we want to get to our next next guest. We're going to speak with Amory Morrell. So here we go. 
This is Trend Chat, and I don't think this 100th episode would be complete without my next guest, because honestly, if if I didn't have her in my life, you wouldn't be hearing me, because I know we talk to other people as far as what's been, as far as how the podcast come to be and all that, but honestly, with, without her, you probably wouldn't hear me at all, because I wouldn't have written anything, and let alone even thought about doing a podcast, and who I'm talking about? I am talking about the founder, owner, and editor in chief of Politics, Anne Marie Morrell. How are you doing? Brian, you just made me cry. <laughs> Thank you. But <laughs> now I need to compose myself a little bit. Thank you. I, I, I gotta say, Brian, I am so proud of the work you've done, and you know, I, you know how I feel about you because I praise you all over the country. But um, I'm just proud of of you for stepping up the way you have. And I wish more people would, but thank you very much. Well, thank you for the push. I mean, I, I think you, well I, well, I think we talked about it before on the last interview. And, um, but yeah, thanks for the, for you telling me that I'm going to write <laughs> for you. That, <laughs> I mean, you know, when, I, when I'm thinking about it, as far as everything, what, past two years, and I, I said it too many times, I never would have thought I'll be doing a podcast or writing or anything two years ago. If you told me that, I was like, you must be crazy. I don't know what. <laughs> so, and, but, but it's all because of you. So, and I definitely wanted to bring you on to, you know, on this 100th episode, on this milestone, because that's another thing where I didn't expect to, you know, to get to 100, let alone doing one. So, Well, you know what? You started out the same way. I, I started out the same way you did. Just I, I Andrew Breitbart told me to, to use my gifts and talents, and I went out and got, got a video camera, and I started doing rec- reporting across all over California, and um, that kind of morphed into what ultimately became Politichicks today, but it started out with one person believing in me, and, and that's what I'm hoping, and I know you will do that. You just pay it forward, and you, you find talent, and you recognize people that, that should be out there speaking and, and encourage them. That's that's how we win. Yeah. And uh, speaking of politics, so what, what's going on with politics you know, lately? Oh, and also, thank you. Oh, well, also, thank you for, you know, putting me on the who's who's list, which that was a very pleasant surprise a couple of weeks ago as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm real proud of you. It's, it's, we've got a little mutual fan club going on between the two of us. <laughs> but, yeah, congratulations for that. Uh, we're, we're plugging along. I, I, I'm so proud of the work we do at Politics. And right now, I have a lot more male contributors than women. Uh, this is the first time since we started this uh, that, that I have a lot more men that write regularly for me now. So it's it's been really fun to watch how we've we've changed and grown over the years. It's been wow, almost how many years is this? I I, I can't even count up the year. I think it's been I've been doing this for about eight years now. Right? Mm. Yeah, yeah, since around 2010 or 11. So yeah, that's so we're we're doing good, and it's it's been really fun. Yeah, you, you know, I guess it's probably been as long as. I guess we've been friends on Facebook. So, you know, the one thing as far as, you know, we became friends on Facebook like years ago and we met just mm-hmm. recently, like two or three years ago. So when I say like, mm-hmm. we probably like, became friends like what, seven some years ago and went on just chatting back and forth on, on Facebook. And yeah, so yeah. It, 
it, it that was that was like really really fun. It's, you know, as far as getting a chance to finally meet <laughs> after all this time. So, <laughs> well, what stuck stuck out with you was your last name because, as you know, my maiden name is Bledsoe. So, mm-hmm. uh, I I was I, I just assumed you were a cousin, and you probably are somewhere down the road. One way or the other, I bet we're related. <laughs> it's not a very, it's a pretty rare name. <laughs> yeah, I, I come across it a couple of times. I, I know mm-hmm. in Tennessee, Texas as well, and um, Michigan. Mm-hmm. Those those are three places I normally would maybe come across seeing Bledsoe either on a billboard or something <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So, well, I claim I claim you as a brother. You're, you're young enough to be a son, but whatever. <laughs> either either way is is fine with me, you know. And I, again, like I said, I've I've said this plenty of times, whether on air or you know, just talking me and you, and just you know, thank you for for all you've done, all the encouragement, um, for getting me, just getting me started, basically, and just making like I said, give me that push that I. I very much needed that I didn't even know I needed. So, um, and I just wanted to bring you on right quick and just, just to just tell you thanks. Well, thank you. I, I really appreciate it. And congratulations on a hundred episodes. That is epic. And, <laughs> and I can't make sure I get to be on your 200th episode and, and on and on. All right. You know Forever. what? <laughs> hey, we got, we got a pencil in right now. <laughs> Good. <laughs> All right. So, um, well, it's politichicks.com and it's the Politichicks on Twitter and you know, Politichicks on uh, Facebook. Now, uh, don't have Instagram yet, right? Not for Politichicks, just for me. And I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't really understand Instagram. I'm, I'm too old, I think. Maybe I need to turn that over to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, Anne Marie, I really appreciate your time and, you know, so we're going to have you on again. Thank you. Thank you, Brian. Yep, and thanks to Hillary Kennedy, Julio Rivera, and Marie Morrell. That's it, everybody. We're at the end. Again, thank you so much to everyone who has been listening. And until next time, we'll chat with you later. Want to hear some inside scoop? If your kids are as ready to go back to school as mine are, you gotta check out Kohl's. I got my daughters the cutest sew tops for under 18 bucks, Jansport backpacks for 25% off, and 30% off Levi's jeans for me. I even saved an extra 15% and picked up Kohl's cash. So, yeah, not sure who's more excited right now, me or the girls. Select styles. 15% off friends August 15th. Levi's coupons do not apply. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's account for details. Cox can help make your home smarter and your life easier. Now you can use your Contour voice remote to connect to your home life cameras so you can view them right on your TV screen using simple voice commands. That makes it easy to keep tabs on what's happening around your home right from your couch. Need to keep an eye on the kids when they're playing outside? Just say, show me my backyard camera into your Cox voice remote and watch them while you're in the house. And if you're waiting for a delivery and want to make sure it's there on time, no problem. Just say, show me driveway camera to check on it with your Home Life HD cameras on the TV screen while you go about your day. 
When you live in a home powered by Cox Internet, you can stay connected to what matters and let Cox take care of the rest. To learn more about all the benefits of your connected home, visit cox.com slash thisishome today.